Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All righty, what's going on, everybody? Evan Giddings in for Daryl, the Guru Johnson. I'm Matt Steinmetz. By the way, let the record reflect. I'm not like some Warrior players who only want to play when the lineup's a certain way. That's right. You're in on a holiday. That's right. You play when you got it. You play when... When duty calls. Kind of an Iron Man. Okay. <laughs> what? You just had the last week off. It's like, why are you bringing up old stuff? <laughs> hey, We're talking the way, about the future. Craig, We're talking about trying to win uh, the by, championship. By the way, Craig, we don't do that here. You, now, you're, where'd you go to college again? University of Washington. Yeah, I hear... He's, Craig, the, be, he's the best, best athlete at the station. I know. We, I already gave him his props a few months ago. For okay. That. That, that, that kind of gets to the bottom heart of the story. I hear Craig say... We don't play till tomorrow. And, of course, when anybody says we, I, my ears perk up because I'm like, yeah, who's really an athlete? Oh, here? that's right, yeah. So uh, I'm thinking, oh, but, you know, Craig did play D1. I mean, maybe Washington's in a bowl game or something. Nope. And I said, uh, we got tomorrow. And he goes, I said, who's we? He goes, man, you. Manchester United. He's been on the wagon for a while. Well, no, 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 no. Don't do that. You can do I mean, you're a Husky forever. You're a Husky forever, and you can say we, and you can even say 95-7 the game, we. I think you've come that far. But as as a fellow Division three athlete, we do share that in That's common. That's true. I, we probably, you know what? I'm sorry to interrupt. Yes. So we got, we got two D3 athletes and a D1 player in our house right now. We, we got a team. We will beat any three-person trio in any sport Who's working around the country right now? We're the real big three. Mm, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, where was I going with that? No, I was okay. So D three, like I, I, I went to Willamette University. We're the, we're the Bearcats. The Bearcats. I don't get an often. I don't have an, a chance that often to root for. Sure. So I don't get to say we that often. So whenever there's a team that is playing that I enjoy watching, such as you know Liverpool's on right now, we are currently up two to one, Craig. Manchester United, we play tomorrow. It just kind of slips off the tongue, Sonny. See, the reason I only do it to troll. You know what I mean? Like like, like when you talk about the Vikings. Or, yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Like, we, we know in Minnesota, <laughs> we know that the 49ers don't want to come into our house. We know you don't want to come into our house would, in Minnesota. Would you go to that game if <laughs> no. you could? Why? And no, if the Niners no. played at Minnesota in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I would go. If somebody wants to go with me and pay. And, and you would wear, a, which jersey would you wear? None. I wouldn't wear a jersey. Oh, that's right. You're not a jersey guy. I, I wouldn't. No, the, the Vikings are, listen, the Vikings do represent 888-957-9570. They, they are very representative of why I may root for players or teams, certain players and teams, as, as opposed to other players and teams. If and people it's been, write them off. It's been, my un, it's been my perception, having watched football, that Kirk Cousins gets a bad rap, a really bad rap. And that the Vikings are pretty good, and he's had a nice career, but everybody... And it's like, it just it annoys me, the denigration of somebody who's clearly pretty good. Yeah, he's fine. Exactly. He's a fine quarterback. Right. So now I want him to win. But can you understand that? I can. I can. And and I, I feel like on this station, you know, when I have the chance to host on a weekend or such, I do end up defending the Vikings probably more than other hosts here. But that also that, that train comes to a stop at some point because when you're looking at a team that has continuously landed on red or black or whatever color you're betting at the roulette table eleven times in a row. Listen, like we, we just talked about how the Warriors are trying to capture some of this magic, something that, that isn't tangible. Doesn't that also kind of apply to the Minnesota Vikings? Well, my, my, the way I would look at it would be if the 49ers this year were having the exact same kind of year as the Vikings, it just happened to be in the Bay Area, you don't think most of the talk would center on how clutch and gutsy we are, mm-hmm. as opposed to, we've been lucky. Oh, don't say, are you kidding me? See, that's just what I want people to acknowledge, that everybody's the same. That if the 49ers are having the same kind of season as the Vikings right now, right here in the Bay Area, we'd be talking about how clutch they are. We wouldn't be talking about... The fact that they've been lucky. In fact, most of the fan base would bristle and get really annoyed if you would call the 49ers lucky for having the kind of season the the the, the Vikings are having right now. Sorry. Well, but it is interesting. Now you got the gears churning. You could make an argument that the San Francisco 49ers have been luckier than the Minnesota Vikings. Because how often do you lose two starting quarterbacks and not skip a beat. How often do you go from QB1 to QB2 to QB3, and you get arguably better each time you switch your quarterback? If the Vikings had to go with, uh, I don't know, insert Charlie Whitehurst, backup quarterback for the Vikings, whoever their guy is, their season's probably done. And see, this is, and and you know what? And now I'm going to, you know, so the Vikings are frauds. Okay, well. Yep. You can say that, and then they win the Super Bowl. And now, now that I cannot, I cannot co-sign. Listen, here's what I mean. Here's another thing I mean. Yeah. I listened to the radio last week. Do you know how many people 
denigrated the Giants front office in ways that see San, like, San Francisco Giants. San Francisco Giants. For example, like last week, I was well, they don't look good. They don't look good. It doesn't look good. But what about all the mouths that called them frauds? Yeah. And they called them cheap. And they called them, you know, bunch of bad hacks. Names. Yeah. Nathaniel. I mean, so now what? Well, there was clearly something on the medical. Maybe they didn't handle it perfectly. But those fibulas like, are tricky. To me, that's the difference. In you know what, you can't just one week say this is a joke of an organization, then say, oh well, I guess they don't. I guess that okay, that now it makes sense. It's like no. Well, that's why I don't like to use the word frauds because well, that's you, why it's important to you can't to take be specific with your words. You can't take that back. In my opinion, if you call someone a fraud, and then. As, you know, Guru would like to say, react to new information. You better apologize for calling them that word, if they are in fact not. Which right now, we don't know whether the San Francisco Giants are or aren't. We don't know. Well, I don't think the Vikings are frauds. I also don't think that they're as good as they currently are. I think the Niners are the second best team in the NFC behind the Philadelphia Eagles. And if Jalen Hurts misses more time, that in my opinion would elevate the 49ers, to being the number one team. I think that's... You mean going where, into the playoffs? As in one seed? If, if Jalen Hurts doesn't doesn't play... In well, a, he's fine. He's going to be fine. He better be, for, I mean, their, for their sakes. I mean, he's going to play this week if they really, really want him to. If they do. But this is this is my point, though. The I think, I, Phil, I, I think we can assume Philly's going to get the one seed. Don't you think? Yeah. All you got to do is win a game. But if you're the Niners, the two seed That's different, is yes. within your grasp. No doubt. All you need is one win and a Vikings loss, which apparently is impossible because anytime the Vikings are in a one-score game, again, they're, they're, land, they're landing on red. They're automatic. Yep. They're in a one-score game. It's like handing the ball to Mariano Rivera. That's the bottom line. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we look at it like that? Mariano Rivera. Yeah, that's who Kirk Cousins is. He's oh, a closer, boy. baby. Goose gotcha. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sonny, what's your grudge with the Niners? I don't, come on. Uh, you're always trying to discredit the Niners when they're having a good season. They're having a bad season. Look, to me right now, I, I think you can kind of – the expectations are to get, get me to the NFC Championship game. I'm with you there. I mean, I think that's – like, they're good. There's no doubt they're good. And that would mean that and they is probably beat the Vikings. But I, I and, and you can do this now. You can do this when Guru comes back. I think the Xfinity Mobile text line has uh, a, a fair request of you, which is an apology to George Kittle, who has been bawling over the past couple of weeks for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. But I also think that with the Niners, and, and why a lot of people maybe, maybe denigrate other teams around the NFC, is because of how good the 49ers have looked in the last eight weeks, really since they got Christian McCaffrey, not even going back before Brock Purdy, that's completely changed their season. Like, we were talking about this before the show. If the Niners put up 30 points in a game, it is going to be damn hard to beat them. There might be two or three teams in the NFL that uh, can score 30 on this defense. I think there's one in the NFC. I think the Eagles could do that. I think they could, too. But, but, but if the Niners can also 
No doubt. Score 37 against, I thought, a pretty decent Washington defense. Like, that that's that's the thing that confounds me is how this offense has continued to level up each quarterback they've gone through. Now, Christian McCaffrey's at, at the bottom of all of it to me, but this is an offense that was not supposed to be this good. I mean, they were scoring 15 points, 16 points a game midway through the year. Right, but they... And we're but still the reason, games. the sole reason, and that's what never kind of came together, is how great or good were their weapons? Because their weapons are a lot better now with Purdy. Like, that's just kind of, you know, the way it is as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he's, I don't understand what this texture means. Maybe you can help me. Uh, it says, Mm-hmm. Uh, Steinmetz, the Niners are on their third quarterback and are still winning. That's not lucky. I actually kind of don't think that's lucky. That, that, that they haven't skipped a beat. Right. Right. Like, I, I consider it more than just luck that they're 11-4 and four since their first-string quarterback got hurt. Like, I, I'll give them. They, have, they had three guys who could play quarterback this year, and, like, I, that's not... Like I give him credit for that. Yeah, no, and that's that's fair too. Like I think that that comes down to the Shanahan system, and look, maybe it, I'm starting to believe that it could be a plug and play spot for the Niners, not because of just Kyle Shanahan and and what he does, but because of how many weapons you're talking about that seem to always surround whoever is under center for the 49ers, and then of course the best defense in the league on the other side, who's got. Surely DPOY, I think, but maybe even his name in the MVP hat, which is Nick Bosa. So there is so much surrounding the quarterback that, like, like Brock Purdy, I, he, he made he's he's made some great throws. He has played better than I think anyone expected besides himself. But he hasn't blown the box score away. Like I don't think he's even thrown for three hundred yards in a game yet. And then last week against this weekend against Washington, there were some there were some suspect passes. There's some suspect passes against Seattle, but when you combine everything, Brock Purdy has to do so much less than a Kirk Cousins or a Jalen Hurts or any other quarterback. But it feels like Purdy's doing more than Garoppolo. It really does, doesn't it? it the does. eye test. Yeah. No. No. The, the ball has been look and and actually. This is something that I, I will be curious about and something that I've, I've kind of noted the last few games. They're scoring a lot more points. Right. But the red zone issues that we were talking about early in the year haven't necessarily gone away. Like, they still haven't necessarily cashed in. Or fourth down issues. Or they're fourth down issues. But that's the thing. With Brock Purdy, they haven't needed to address them because... Did you know Brock Purdy has as many 25-plus yard touchdown passes as Patrick Mahomes this year? Already, like that's pretty incredible. Now I don't think that he's not. He doesn't have a cannon for a right arm, but with everything that the defense that has to be aware of, he threw it over twenty five, or or just plays, but, but plays over twenty five. Okay, years. so right. Okay, but but you know, like nevertheless, the, the, the first Kittle touchdown was a sure. twenty five plus gotcha. touchdown. He, he can throw it deep. Gotcha. But with everything else that a defense has to be aware of on the field, not even including Debo Samuel at this point. Brock Purdy can throw to wide-open receivers, and he can make enough of those tight-window passes to where you're not getting hurt. Like, 
He hasn't put the 49ers behind the eight, the eight ball in any game. Now you might say, well, that's he's got to prove that he can come from behind, that he can do all, you know, come from down ten. Well, if you don't have to do mm-hmm. that, why would you? Exactly. Miguelito is in San Francisco. What's up, Miguelito? How you doing? By the way, Lorenzo Neal. We have him on Mondays at one. We'll still have him Mondays at one. Lorenzo Neal at one o'clock. By the way, I have to uh, real quick, Miguelito. Uh, Miguelito, hang on there. Uh, one thing we're gonna have to talk about with Low Neal is uh, he sent me a bunch of <laughs> highlight stuff from himself. Yeah, and because uh, I I took a shot at him in play in a playful way. He's a bad boy. He's not that. He, I'm gonna unveil my Mount uh, Rushmore all time fullbacks for him. Okay. So we'll find out if he's on it. Kyle Uzcheck. Megalito. What's up, my man? Well, uh, hello, Matt. Hey. Hello, Matt, and your co-host. Um, Thanks, man. Happy holidays and everything. Uh, I was just asking this very subjective uh, question. Like, who do you believe, if you believe, I mean, if you think about it, uh, benefited the most by the trade between the Carolina Panthers and the 49ers? I mean, Carolina's doing well, and they're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to have a lot of draft picks, and the 49ers are going to have a, McCaffrey for a while, I think. So, yeah, no, I mean, let me. Thanks, Miguelito. Appreciate it. Explain that one to me. Maybe I'll ask. You know, how do the how do the Panthers lose McCaffrey and get better? Well, you could make the argument that the biggest move that they made this season was firing their head coach. True. So, I also think they probably weren't as bad as they had been before. Um, Baker Mayfield is now gone. Sam Darnold is a much better quarterback. So. And their defense was always good. That wasn't necessarily the issue. I mean, we don't have to take a deep dive into Carolina, but it, it is interesting how they lose, yes, like maybe the best offensive weapon in football right now, uh, especially as far as running backs concerned, and they get better. When It's a mutual, mutually beneficial deal. Now, that that's something we don't see often in sports. It's kind of like the, the Tyreek Hill thing with Kansas City. Kansas City loses Tyreek Hill. They're scoring more points than they did last year, and Miami is clearly a much better offense than they were last year. So, no, six to one, half dozen to the other. Well done. Do people know what that is, you think? I don't know. People tell that's me all like the time some, I use some I, old references. Yeah, that's, but, a, that's an old one for a guy like you. I'm impressed. I'm a young, hey, I'm Stephen an old Langford. 28. Nice guy. Hey, what's going on? Stephen Langford popping in here. If you don't know who he is, and I'm sure you don't. Tough L for the Raiders. He's a KCBS sports reporter and used to work here, and he's popping in. He obviously is at the low end of the uh, of the scale when Wait, it can, comes can, to uh, how much vacation time. Can, it, can I channel my inner guru for a second? Of course. So Stephen and I will be matching up soon to be in the finals of the 95-7 The Game right. Fantasy Football League. Oh, I can't believe you're going to do this. So I would just like to extend a good luck to Stephen, and I hope I kick his ass. You guys going to chop? Let's go to Matt in Oakland. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah, he wants out. Yo, what's going on, uh, Matt? How you doing, buddy? Jumpstart us. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, long-time listener. Cool. So, I have a scenario to run for the quarterback situation, you know, barring we don't win the Super Bowl this year. Um, the guy I would love to see throwing the ball for the Niners next year, Daniel Jones, New York Giants. He's accurate, stands in the pocket. He can feed the weapons. He's playing with a high school team right now and uh, pulling it together. And I just think he's perfect for the Niners. I think they can probably get him for a little under $30 mil a year. 
and keep Brock and Trey on the on the team and let everybody compete. I think that's uh to me that's the best path forward. So I'd love your opinion. Appreciate yeah, it. appreciate that, Matt. I'll just throw it to my partner Evan. You know, I've had a lot of I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of reps and radio sure. on the air and mm-hmm. You know, every once in a while, you, you get a call that just it just doesn't fit in. No, yeah, that's a Forty Nine is eleven and four. Eh. Let me ask you, why would you? Who's thinking about boy? Let's go out and get Daniel Jones. The now, one? God love Matt. God love him. <laughs> I don't. Know, I, like I don't know where Matt came from, from Oakland, but I don't have an opinion on Daniel Jones in. San Francisco. I mean, Ricky Henderson out of left field. Like, I don't know where that came from. See, Ricky Henderson played left field. I know he did. Okay. Just just give me a second sometime. See, here's the problem. Yeah? Because I'm older than you and I'm able to retain more information than you, it also takes me a split second longer to verify information that comes to me because I have so much information in me. So you say Ricky Henderson out of left field because I am just idea ballooning. Mm-hmm. It takes me a second. No, that's right. He did. Well, yeah, you know, you got to go get your bucket and then on the drawstring, bring it down into the well to gather out the information that then you can pull out of the well and then make the reference. So, yeah, I mean, look. You do have more information at your disposal than I do. But right now, I just got that, that extra step. A little, a little quicker. Oh, you got the fast switch. Fast switch muscles. Yep. All right. Let's go to Mike in Castro Valley. He's been hanging on for a while, and we kind of switched it up on him. But appreciate you hanging in there, Mike. Let me get back to the Warriors a little bit. Yeah. yeah are we, have we exhausted the Warriors? or can No, we- whatever you want. It's potpourri. Few, a few more historical tidbits. Oh. I think for the fans that jumped on the bandwagon, when was that? Six, seven, eight years I ago. I love this. I love <laughs> stuff. I love it. I know it's coming. Hit them hard. Hit them hard, Mike. Well, yeah. I mean, I go back to the, uh, I, I'm an older guy and grew up in Hayward. It was kind of nice chatting with you, the call taker there who grew up in Hayward as well. Uh, so, you know, I was an East Bay guy and my father was a lover of basketball and when Warriors came here from Philly. He got some tickets. We, uh, you know, spent some time at the Cow Palace, that lovely place. Will Chamberlain, Al Adels, all that. It was great. It was a lot of fun. But, you know, I didn't know uh, about, uh, you know, what championships were all about and, and, and how that was always your goal. I was a young, I was a kid. So then, you know, then we had, as I grew up, we had the, uh, you know, the great Al Adels moments, uh, 74, Rick Barry, all, all right. that was awesome. And then, boy, did we descend. It, it just yeah. uh, it became uh, so bad. And mm. when you people need to understand how bad it can be, uh, are there any worse draft picks and trades than what Al Adels did in his uh, in his years when he seemed confused? Yeah, so that gets us to about that gets us to the Steph Curry era. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it takes us to Don Nelson. Who, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know Al was still around then and yeah. making some poor decisions, but the problem with Don, of course, was he didn't believe in defense, which is kind of an enigma. Sure. We could never figure that out. That's a shame. But I kept going, and, you know, at the Coliseum was such a great place. It was always awesome. Home court advantage. What, 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 what stimulated me to call was I've sure. never called a, a talk show before, but you guys were, were chatting about uh, Bob Myers, and clearly Myers is a, 
you know, the man is just he's fabulous and he's sure. done some great things. But how many great things has he really done? This is this is what my question is. Okay. From you guys pointed out that he didn't get Curry. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curry was even before Lakeham. Uh, and then, you know, Lakeham pulls some of these really excellent moves, getting Bogut and, you know, being screamed at by the fans, etc., uh, which I was there that night. That was an embarrassment as far as I was concerned. With Rick Barry trying to calm the, the fans down, it was hilarious. Yeah, with kerosene. Uh, Barry trying to calm people <laughs> down, that's, that's, that's a new one, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but then... Who came in? Assignments I, I like Jerry West. Your, uh, Jerry I West. They hired know, first. Like, uh, so ask me a question, and we'll get to exactly. it on the other side. Because it sounded like you were exactly my yeah. my my point here. Jerry West. Jerry West was involved in the clay trade. He, I mean, the clay pick. He wanted him. Jerry West. How many? And being a person, you, know, you were on TV with them. Yeah. How many people did is West responsible for? Is he responsible for Draymond Green? That's a great. That's a great yep. question, and and let's uh, maybe take a look at it on the other side. But it sounds to Mike. me, sounds to me like Mike is saying Bob Myers. Yeah. He's a historian. <laughs> you know what? We could. I can go toe to toe with him on that kind of stuff. I believe it. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say for better or for worse, but we know where that is. All right. Uh, Low Neal, 1 o'clock. We're going to get back to football. And uh, what's coming on next on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service. Banking, no compromises. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Alrighty, Matt Stein, Matt Seven, Giddings in the house. Guru has a week off. And uh, Craig on the board. What's going on, man? Happy Boxing Day, Steiny. Oh, don't tell me about Boxing Day. There's no bigger advocate for Canada. I thought it was me. a day of shopping. No. At least that's what it is in the States. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't know. I'm not Canadian like you. 
I'm not Canadian. I just have an affinity for Canada. It's kind of like a love. I do. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. From east to west. You know, I've been from uh, Tucson to... Uh, I forget that. So. Uh, I've been from. I've been all the way from Labrador and Nova Scotia to... All the way to Steinmetz Island. All the way to... Vict- well, that's in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's in the middle. That's in Ontario, which I'm very familiar with. If I Googled I'll that... I'll tell you what, man. I've been to a lot of places in Canada. It's a big country. Victoria, Vancouver. North? Toronto. Hung out with the Inuits? Not that far north. Where else? Moncton? Halifax? Winnipeg? Haven't been to Winnipeg. Have not been to Winnipeg. Uh, before the break, uh, Mike called in and uh, we got into a little bit of the history of the Golden State Warriors <laughs> since 1946. I pulled up a chair. Yeah, uh, but no, it's funny because his overall point was, you know, seriously, how good's Bob Myers been? All right, well, let's take a look real quick. First of all, here's the funny thing is, nobody gets credit for Curry. Sorry. He was here before y'all got here. In fact, the guy who should get credit for Steph Curry, Larry Riley, I mean, Don Nelson tries to claim credit for drafting Steph Curry. Can you, can you really get credit for drafting a player when you're not the GM? <laughs> well, or, or drafting just a, like a revolutionary player that turned into something that he wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Whether he falls to you or not. And he kinda and he fell to the Warriors. Yeah. But I guess I guess, you know, in theory, maybe there's other GMs out there that would have taken Jordan Hill. And Curry would have fallen to eight. It was a nice piece. But if you look at the uh hierarchy, Larry Riley drafted Steph Curry. And since that day, Don Nelson tells everybody Curry was his pick and his idea. Okay, but nobody in the current regime gets any credit for Curry. Uh, 2011, you know, the Warriors drafted Clay. You know who gets credit for that is Jerry West. I do remember reading that. Jerry yes. West kind of gets credit for that one. Whether Bob, was, I mean, Bob was there. Bob Myers was there at that point. And then, of course, Draymond. I mean, that's that's Bob Myers. Draymond's Bob Myers. That's a great pick. That's a second-round Hall of Famer. So, you know, no matter if Bob had another guy in mind and said, well, let's flip a coin, and it turned out to be Draymond, he gets credit. I mean, he just does. So, yeah, best second-round pick probably up until uh, Nikola Jokic. Oh, I thought you were t- going Warriors. Oh, well. Monte Ellis. Monte. Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, great call. Great call. Anyway, uh, so, you know, Myers gets credit for the Bogut deal. Bogut Monte. Myers is here, right? Yep. Uh, Durant. I mean, we had Bob on. He said, look, it has nothing to do with me, but it's on his watch. Yep. So, draft picks. Wiseman, obviously, not looking great right now. Kaminga, plenty of time as far as I'm concerned there. Moody looks okay. Poole's been a terrific find at his number. Um, you can't, you, I mean, you can't who, hit them all. Who am I forgetting? That Wiggins? Maybe, Andrew I mean, Wiggins? I mean... D'Angelo Russell into Andrew Wiggins? Yeah. Kevin Durant into D'Angelo Thank into you. Andrew Wiggins? Draft picks? What, there was... Uh, who's a kid from... Uh, late round pick who didn't make it? 
Oh, Jacob Evans. Jacob Evans. All right. Big D. Like, see, to me. Yeah, Damian Jones. To I me, mean, you're you going can... to hit one out of four yeah. if you're picking between 26 and 32, or 30, whatever it is. Festus Azili, I thought, was a pretty good pick. Can't help it yet. I mean, when he played, he was playable. Yeah, for I mean, sure. The jury's still out, but probably the biggest miss at this point might be James Wiseman just because of where he was selected. I mean, that's the mm. highest pick that Bob Myers has had. Yeah. Oh, 510, thank you. Looney. Kavon Looney. Kavon Looney. I mean, you look at Kavon Looney, and that is a great pick. Even if even if you're a person who says, you know, Looney's, I mean, he he wouldn't be any good on any other team. Okay, so the Warriors drafted him in the late 20s, and he became a fixture of their dynasty. Like, that is an incredible, incredible pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're batting 300 on picks. You're probably doing a pretty damn good job. Exactly. Exactly. So, look, who knows what's going to happen with Bob Myers. But if this is his last year with the Warriors and Bob Myers wants to be a GM slash president again, I, I think he'll be able to get another job. Well, what what <laughs> does he have to prove at this point? Like, what is it's a great point. the inflection point in this whole contract negotiation or, or lack thereof? Like, he's, I mean, he's done everything. And, and maybe you, you want to talk about what he's done for you lately, but even then, I mean, he has played a pivotal role in every single part of this, you know, build up to the dynasty, obviously midway through the dynasty, and then now whatever the dynasty is going to become, he is... As we talked about, like he is one of the main three pieces between ownership and, I would say, Stephen Curry. Absolutely. I'd put Kerr up there. Yeah. Uh, but Myers was here before Kerr. Let's go to uh, Charles. Charles is in uh, El Cerrito. What's going on, Charles? Yeah, thanks, you guys. Great win last night. There was two big contributors, Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb, in the game. They're all on two-way contracts, and... Hopefully your viewers and us can learn from you about what a two-way contract does. And I was reading that they're not available in the playoffs. So I will go offline, but I was just interested to hear if you guys have information about what these two con- two-way contracts mean in the future for these two players this season for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, Evan, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, if Anthony Lamb shoots four or five every night, then yeah, he's probably going to be a, a nice bench piece, but... Here's Look, a here's a bottom line. Two way deals are are a coin flip. Like you don't you don't know if a guy's going to pop or not. No, but I think there there is, and I should know this. And we're going to get a great text from our guy Rots on the uh, Xfinity Mobile text line momentarily because he knows he's really up on all that stuff. It's the, there are only a certain amount of games you can play. Yeah, if you're on a two way contract. So at some point, if Lamb's playing every day, they're going to have to figure that out. Um, I, I I just think it's look it's. It's very logical what's going on. The Warriors drafted three players without college experience for the most part. Three. They drafted three players with no college experience for the most part. So is it surprising that these two four-year college players, one guy who played at Virginia, which is a legit program, I'm not saying Vermont's not, but there's a guy who played four years at Vermont. Makes oh, sense. By the way, you guys are more ready. You're allowed to play 50 of the 82 games. Okay. So right now, Anthony Lamb has played in 26. Ooh, Ty Jerome has bad... played in 18. Wow. So they're gonna have to load manage their two-way guys. 
I'll tell you what, they were great last night. They All were. five of those guys. Well, Kaminga was okay, but he's fine. Kaminga's fine. What do you think of Wiseman? I, I, th- I thought that's exactly what you want. Maybe not down the line from James Wiseman. Right now, if you're asking him to play 10 minutes Thank a game, you. I don't I don't need you to, to put up a, a double-double or whatever empty numbers that people were throwing out from his rookie season in meaningless games. Like That doesn't matter. I saw last night a young guy who, for maybe the first time this season, looked like he knew where to be at all times defensively. Offensively, he, he you know, sure he's maybe got boxed out a couple times, got pushed around, but defensively, he didn't look like a guy that everyone is just going to pick out on pick and roll. Like he he altered shots. He didn't. Most importantly, this is the thing that I really don't like about what what Wiseman defensively has been doing is he tries to block every single shot. Which is why, and he's extremely athletic. He can probably get to balls up in the rafters. But that doesn't mean that jumping is the right decision. That means trying to block a shot. Maybe if you can just alter it, which is what he did last night, that's equally as beneficial as trying to go get it. And right now, I think Wiseman last night showed you where he needs to be for this team right now. You know what? That's interesting, too. And I'll throw the number out, 888-957-9570. Um, and here's the reason I'm going to throw it out, because Wiseman is probably the biggest topic of conversation for the Golden State Warriors, whether he plays or he doesn't play. And I was just thinking, wait a minute. I mean, this is perfect. If you, Whether you like Wiseman, whether you don't like Wiseman, whether you think he's had, whether you want, should play more. He had 30 points in a game against the Nets. Yep. 30. They lost. They got blown out. But he had 30 points. It's an NBA game, folks. And then he comes home, plays eight minutes, has no points, and probably to his coaching staff was more impressive than he was against the Nets. My point is this, whether he, whether it's the first baby step or not, this is clearly a good, solid two-game stretch for Wiseman. And... What did you see if you're a Golden State Warrior fan the last couple games? Because it's easy to, I mean, and that and that's the thing to me. It's not, listen, I think Warrior fans, a, a few Warrior fans, that rookie year of Wiseman when he put some numbers up, I, I hope we can all realize now that there's a big difference between a 15 and 50 team and a team that's trying to win a title. Ne- never, nevertheless, as long as it's taken Wiseman to get here, relatively speaking, two and a half years. Hey, I saw a little something. He, he looked like saw he trusted something. himself well, more last he, night. Here's the other thing that I think Wiseman uh, did last night. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. If you want to jump into the conversation, like I, I'm not necessarily. I don't know if he's in the right spot every single time, but there were times when. His mere presence did impact a, a player shooting in the lane. It it really did. And I don't think he had a block, did he? No. He, I mean, look, he had no points, right. but he had five rebounds. Hey, five defensive rebounds. Thank you. In eight minutes. Like, that's and important. How, and, and how did the team do when he was on the floor? It was a plus eight. Thank you. Like we were saying, it, it might have been the first time this season that we have seen all three of the second timeline core, whatever you want to call them, Wiseman, Moody, and Kaminga 
all play together well in a game that mattered. And that does matter. Definitely. That I mean, was, that's I mean, important. You can make a case that last night was the most encouraging game for the young players uh, since they've been in the NBA. Because they were a part of winning a big game. A Christmas game against the maybe the best team in the West as of now. Uh, how about this? 415, I understand it's talk radio, but do you really have to break down Wiseman's eight minutes? Really? No, my point, 415, and you know, I'm in a good mood, holiday spirit. It didn't sound like he's jumping down my throat. Not yet. But one of my fascinations has been the interest level of James Wiseman and how even when he was down in the G League, people want to talk about him and whether he can help or not help and whether he should be playing or not playing or whether Kerr owes him. Uh, minutes, or whether uh, they're doing him a disservice, or whether it's just tough luck. He's found himself on a team with championship aspiration. I mean, this guy is a huge uh, discussion point because he was the number two pick in the draft. He was drafted to be a centerpiece of your franchise. He like, was. That's why he is important, and we're talking about every time he steps on the court. Let's go to uh, Alex. Alex is in San Francisco. What's up, Alex? How you doing? Hey, Tiny. Yeah, so just on Wiseman's game last night, there were times when he has he has deep position in the post against a smaller defender, and all four players on the perimeter don't even look at him. And he's sitting there with his giant arms up right under the basket saying, please pass me the ball. And I just can't understand why there's no look that way for this player who's obviously very talented on the offensive side of the ball. And then just to the larger point, why do the Warriors try to play the same offensive brand of basketball when neither Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, nor Draymond Green are in the game playing? Like, there's, there's no reason why you can't change your offensive scheme depending on who's actually fair point. in the game. Appreciate the call, Alex. Uh, good stuff, actually. I would I would argue that they have tried that, though. Like, when James Wiseman at the beginning of the season was getting run before he got sent down to the G League, I think they did run more pick and roll with James Wiseman on the floor. The issue is that it, it wasn't effective. And so you're better off, or Steve Kerr deemed it was better off, using you know some combination of... Lamb, Jamichael Green, or Kaminga on the second unit than to try and force feed James Wiseman, and, and maybe maybe look maybe they'll go back to that because Wiseman has looked like he's playing with more confidence. But at the beginning of the year, trying to play that way hurts you. Now the question is, will it continue to hurt you if you go back to it? Right, right. I mean, the 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 offensive game doesn't really. Turn me on for him at this at this stage. Gotcha. And it's not that he doesn't have skills. It's that yeah he he doesn't even he has no clue who he is offensively. It's just the way it is. He likes to face up and hit a three. He's got you know he's working on the same time he's working on a back to the basket. Um, w- w- what I'm getting at is that'll come. The defense is like last night. I felt like and I don't know if it was by accident or just luck or he knew where to be, but I felt like last night was the first game where. If you were in the lane and Wiseman was there three weeks ago, like 
you almost didn't have to be aware of him. Like he he wasn't he was jumping too quick and he wasn't in the right spot and so he was like a non-factor. Last night he didn't block any shots, but you could tell he was kind of in the mind at least. You had to be aware of him a little bit. And I felt like Memphis, it's not like they changed their game, or it's not like he all of a sudden changed seven shots at the rim. But I do think when he was on the floor, just because he was pretty active, you at least had to be aware of where he was so as not to give him an easy block. Did it seem like to you that he wasn't thinking as much as he previously has been on defense? (sighs) I, I need more time. To watch him. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's only eight minutes. I mean, but whereas those eight minutes in previous games had killed you, exactly. you'd be looking at a, a minus eight or a minus ten. I mean, the, the fact that the Warriors extended the lead with him on the floor also points to the fact that you don't need him to do much on offense. Like, he's out there to be your backup big and to bring some sort of interior presence to a team that outside of Kevon Looney lacks it. Exactly. And it, it, it always you know, it always makes me laugh when if you look at the Warriors, okay, what what when are they at their best? Okay, Steph Curry's taking an open three. What else? Okay, when Clay Thompson's taking an open three. What else? Okay, when Andrew Wiggins steps into one of those nice things. What else? You know, and there are so many of those that are ahead of when when do you get to a Wiseman three pointer, or let's post up Wiseman? I mean, there's almost infinitely better options. Yeah. So don't worry about Wiseman's offense at this point. It, it you want him to shoot seventy two percent from the floor because four out of five of his shots you want to be alley oop dunks. Yeah. No, you I don't want him to shoot threes. The last that's, two that's, games. That's, that's down the line. The last two games, if you could somehow mesh them like yeah he's 12 of 14 for 30 points in a meaningless loss against brooklyn but he had eight dunks nine dunks like those are the baskets at this point that you need from him just just make the bunnies exactly dave's in fremont what's up dave how you doing man happy post holiday guys yeah beautiful game yesterday and i tell you it was a beautiful thing to see wiseman in and some some you know, some meaningful moments, right. right? And and the previous game, when he got 30, I mean, everybody else around him was not doing what they were doing. Otherwise, that would have been a nice little icing on the cake if we had come away with a win on that. But you got to remember, guys, is, uh, you know, Wiseman is, uh, you know, still an uncut gem. You know what I mean? We're yep. developing him, man, and he's... He can run that floor like a gazelle, guys. I mean, that's the thing. That's why I can't give up on him. I've been with these Warrior teams since 74, and we've always kind of floundered in the big man's position, right? And now that I see this guy, he has a a whole plethora of things to draw from. And, yes, he does have to become fundamentally sound, man. And he did change the dynamic of that game last night because that's that whole upper level. They were taking advantage in our losing streaks and all that. They've been taking advantage of the fact that they've just been running over our little guys, banging us down. 
And it's good to see James developing, guys. So, you know, just give him a little bit of time, and he's coming back from an injury, too. Come on. True, true. Appreciate the call, Dave. I Listen, here's the, here's the other thing. We can talk about Wiseman all day, and we have a lot of times. And I don't think he's... I don't think he's ready to help right now, a championship team. Does that mean he won't have nights like last night? Actually, I shouldn't say I don't think he's ready to help. I don't think he's ready to help a championship team on a consistent basis. In other words, to be one of your top seven or eight guys. Not right now. Now, I think if you sprinkle him in along the way, he can help you in certain games. Absolutely. But the Warriors are going to, look, they picked up his option for next year. So he's going to be a warrior. For, you know, he's going to play in the next, you know, knock wood, he's healthy. He's got another year and a half as a warrior, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. So you still have plenty of time to evaluate him. And if over that period of time, he, um, a year from now, it's like, well, he's a better player. Well, then, okay, now we're starting to ascend. And I would just forget. Forget Wiseman's timetable. Like, what if I said, look, forget about Wiseman being a factor on a championship team. It, it might take five years. Yeah. Okay, so what? So what? It's not like you're going to fall off the face of the earth right now without him. You already won a, ti- you won a title last year in his second year when he didn't even play. Yeah, and look, there's also a running theme of Warriors in the playoffs, successful postseason runs in which kind of unsung heroes have had Maybe not series, but moments. And and that's that's to me the hope for James Wiseman this year is to get to the point where you could feel comfortable with him in a playoff game and he could have a moment. Like he could have an eight minute stretch in which he helps you win game three or game four, a middle game exactly. of a series. Like that's the goal right now. No doubt about it. And and I mean that's all that should be expected of somebody like him. Can he help you a couple games in the postseason? That'd be great. I mean, look what, as good as Jordan, you know, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. Actually, I'll, I'll save it for the other side. I want to ask you something about Jordan Poole on the other side. I want you to give an answer, and then I'll give an answer, and I guarantee you my answer is different in a big way than yours. I'll tell you what that is on the other side. Hey, remember, don't forget, uh, we're streaming live. On YouTube and Twitch, go to youtube.com backslash 957 the game or twitch.tv backslash 957 the game to see Steiny and Guru in this case, Evan. 888-957-9570 is the number. You want to join the conversation? Bring whatever you want, man. You talk about Brock Purdy. How far can he go? How far can the Niners go? Yeah, we can do that. You want to talk about the Warriors? We can do that too. But I'm going to tell you something about Jordan Poole on the other side where some fans are missing the boat. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.